Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway... You're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, babe! What is up, all you rockers, rockettes, and everything in between? You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back to the show, everybody. If it's your first time here, hey, welcome. And uh, let me tell you what you've stumbled into. We are the show that dives into the discography and the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time van halen and we do it one track at a time i am your co-host mark meyer fighting off seasonal allergies that hit me way too late in the season but i'm doing my best Corey morissette my partner in crime how you feeling i'm feeling good it's a busy busy week i'm going on holidays uh, for a month uh, starting next you. week so yes. uh, it's a real rush this week and i know I, my kid has a band concert wednesday we usually record on wednesdays uh, we had to move it kind of last minute to tuesday uh, which thank you very much to yourself and our very special guests who we'll get to uh, for accommodating a tuesday recording uh, but all of our lurkers are, are on youtube right now i see ryan i see josh i see scott good evening gentlemen um, i'm very much looking forward to, to spending some great van halen here tonight absolutely uh i, I tell you 
it's 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 been kind of a, a week over here as well. And uh, you know, between again the seasonal allergies, which are way too late, or the fact that uh, uh, someone in this household has random bug bites and we cannot figure out the culprit of mm-hmm. those, so that's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, the the summer season is upon us, and what that means is it's rock and roll weather time. At least that's how I like to uh, imagine it. Um, but I want to know. Corey, since uh, since Canada doesn't uh, seem to really understand seasons, at least that's to my understanding, because it seems like every other week you you have another blizzard up there. And I was like, bro, we're in it's May. We're in June now. June's nearly done and you're having snowstorms. What I want to know, though, is how one feels about the summer season. Uh, I'm going to ask someone we haven't asked before it's our guest on the show actually uh youtube extraordinaire ivan anderson welcome to the show ivan and would you agree that summertime is rock and roll weather i i would agree i would agree and i i really like when i imagine the kind of person who would not agree with that i'm disgusted <laughs> <laughs> i hear you Thank you so much for being on the show, Ivan, man. Uh, we, uh, you, you got Corey's attention with your, uh, your analysis on uh, jump. Uh, it was a, a superb video. Uh, and uh, we just, we had to have you on the show. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys, um, I'm glad you guys dug that video. I, I tried to make that video f- for like anyone who's like, maybe just heard jump and is familiar with it. It's like, that hit song and like maybe hasn't thought about it deeply but then for other people who are like obsessed with van halen i I wanted to make a video that could also kind of like hold their attention and respect and i know yeah it it took me a long time to make a video where i was confident that i could like kind of speak to both audiences without leaving anybody feel like oh he's not really talking to me um it was a stressful video for me to make actually like <laughs> I made a lot of YouTube videos. I, I think usually it's kind of fun. Like, you know, I don't really get beat out of shape over a YouTube video. That one was difficult for me. I, I felt enormous pressure to get it right. Well, when but, you're tackling the uh, subject of Van Halen, uh, difficulty is imminent. I would, I would assume uh, on in any facets uh, and you're, 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 that's a that's a musician talking who uh, will never sound like Eddie Van Halen, no matter how much I practice, no matter how many more years I have under my belt, it just won't happen because uh, the gods bless that man's fingers with the tones of uh, of the heavens, and uh, very few mortals in this plane of existence get to experience such a thing. So. I hear you. I understand that that video must have been difficult, but the effort shows. I must say. Nice man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I cannot recommend that video enough. You can check it out on YouTube at Cyber Attack World. Uh, it's called uh, Understanding Jump by Van Halen. And it's a tremendous deep dive into one of their, uh, you know, most uh, kind of, you know, forgotten, so- not forgotten in a way, but just kind of, you know, <laughs> disregarded, right? It, it, it's yeah. the hit. It's yeah. the one who hit Disregard. number one. Yes, right? yeah. that, that's exactly what I wanted to make the video to address. Like, I, I think at a certain point, it got too easy to disregard it and be like, well, yeah, that's the hit. You know, I, I personally am grateful for like 
hits that are that huge and that inescapable that I still enjoy listening to. Like there's some hits that you hear so much. So you're just like, okay, I never need to hear it again. And yet you still hear it again. You know, I'm, I'm always grateful for when there's a hit that like keeps getting rammed down my throat. And I'm like, I'm still okay with this. I consent again to have it rammed down my throat, you know? And so jump for me is one of those, like anytime I hear it, I'm just like, yes, I'm okay with this still. I would agree with that assessment as well. And uh, the forgotten track, Corey, you, you uh, joke, but based on the poll results, uh, when we did jump for our live show, it certainly seems like people uh, dismiss this track very, uh, very quickly because it didn't even get 90% of a yes as, as in what dreams are made of. And still to this day, I'm baffled by that, but what are you going to do? I think Van, I think jump is like the, people who are not diehard Van Halen fans, that's their favorite Van Halen song. Like if you you know, like three Van Halen songs, that's might be your favorite probably. And I think that, um, can lead some Van Halen fans to feel like as fans, they should have a different favorite, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that's probably, you're probably right on the money on that one for sure. Um, but nevertheless, though, it just you you would think with the uh, the success of Jump being uh, such a big hit and just being so ingrained into uh, every rock and roll fan's brain at this point, um, or certainly within the last yeah thirty to forty years or so, uh, you would think that that would just be the automatic. Well, yes, of course, yes, of course, that's a that's a thumbs up, of course. But lo and behold, so many people were just like, nope, sick of it thumbs down I'm like wow yeah. well okay i can't fault you for that and if our show was about uh acdc songs we'd have a, a a similar conversation it's fine i love that band but i get it you want to talk so about which, songs being rammed down the throat <laughs> so i mean so i'm assuming like the acdc equivalent of jump would be you shook me all night long right yeah that's what we're talking I, about i would say the equivalent of I mean, is you shook me? Like, is that their biggest hit? I would That's have right up there. Would, yeah. God, I would have thought. What did you think it at was? At least either Highway to Hell or Back in Black. Oh, interesting. Not Thunderstruck. Yeah. The- no, but but I could see the argument being made for Thunderstruck. But I I personally would not put that uh those t- jump and thunderstruck in the same category however <clears throat> if if a large number of people did i wouldn't fight against it i think that um highway to hell and back in black might be bigger on like classic rock playlists yes but yeah. i hear mm-hmm. you shook me all night long on non-classic rock playlists you know what i mean like yeah. golden that's oldie a good stations. point yeah, yeah. So. Like golden oldie stations will play like they'll play that song and then they'll play like, you know, the Beach Boys or something. Right. Uh, yeah. But especially with uh, with the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you would think uh, Back in Black would just be tremendously uh, <laughs> higher on the on the ratings polls as term in terms of popularity for ACDC, just because. Yeah, that's a good it, point that, it, yeah. you know, a new generation. But uh, nevertheless, we could we could discuss ACDC all we want, but this isn't what you came here for. You came for Van Halen. <laughs> sorry, so sorry, switching gear. No, no, no. It's that's that's on me. I went on a tangent. It happens. I used to podcast about it. Uh, a ranting, if you will. Corey, what is uh, going on at the Van Halen News Desk? Anything interesting? Oh, let's check it out here. Well, the uh, big news uh, for Van Halen News Desk was uh, Brian May and Eddie Van Halen's Starfleet project is being reissued as a massive 
uh, CD and vinyl uh, box set. Uh, pretty much yeah. it's all here all of it brian may said every note they ever played on those two days is going to be on that set so for eddie van halen fans this was kind of sought after the entire starfleet project um but really the big news for uh rock fans and gary sharon fans was extremes new album six uh dropped on uh-huh. friday and uh it's phenomenal it's a fantastic record and uh, they just knocked it out of the park and it's doing very very well this has kind of been a resurgence in popularity for extreme which has been really really great to see um, the other story on here is a, a new David Lee Roth video called Let's Take a Ride. I don't know if I want to click it, though. No. <laughs> no, I don't think we're after after last week's uh, little excursion into David Lee Roth videos. Like, I'm going to have to veto this. Like, maybe maybe uh, for the uh, for the patrons later. Uh, but for now, for now, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, mu- I must say no. <laughs> I, Ivan, are, are, are you checking out the uh, Dave uh, re-release or like the uh, the solo recordings of the old classic Van Halen songs? He just yeah, did Atomic yeah, I am. Punk. I am. I am. Th- yeah, these are the ones where he re-records the um, the classic Van Halen material with the, with his band. It yeah. was like the guys he was playing with right in the Vegas House of Blues right before that got cut short, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have listened to them. Um, I'm not sure where to start with this, guys. <laughs> I hear you. I, hear I mean, you. that maybe, that's a consensus around the board. <laughs> like, I, I, Let me start by saying that um, this is something I said before we went live, but I'm a person who thinks that every single song on the first six Van Halen albums is good or better than good. Okay, so like I, I, they're my the David Lee Roth era Van Halen is literally my favorite band of all time. You ask someone their favorite band, they're like, well, I can't just pick one. That's an impossible question. It is not an impossible question for me. My favorite band of all time is David Lee Roth era Van Halen. So, the only reason I'm saying all that is because um, it's going to be hard for me to say anything positive about those (laughs) re-recordings. I tell you what, that, we I have I, not I, I said think that's anything positive. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at the, the the chat here, the lurkers, and uh, Ryan Powell said, "David Lee Roth video for patrons? No thanks." So um, yeah, maybe I, we was, won't play it. It was it was fascinating to me that you were like, maybe the thing we'll do for our most devoted fans is yeah. the thing we don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Good one, Mark. <laughs> like the like the know, yeah, well, thing I... that nobody wants to click on. That's what will give the deluxe people. Yeah, Look, the, the the jokes on you guys. Like that was my secret all along. I was hoping the patrons would say no. We're paying for this, and the answer is no. And like you got it. You got to give the people what they want. Sorry, Scotty says I'd rather listen to Polka. And then Jeff Brewer said, I uh, mean, well, DLR is pretty close to Polka sometimes, and lately he kind of has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point. I mean, can't can't argue against that. <laughs> I guess the one thing about those re-recordings that is like sort of interesting to me, because I don't you know I, I don't enjoy them, but like sometimes when I don't enjoy something, I I see if I can fall back on like is there something interesting to think about here, even if mm-hmm. I hate it. And You're you right. know, he makes he makes a big deal about how um, those are recorded live, no overdubs which is a little bit weird to me because sometimes I feel like I actually am hearing some like pitch correction shit on the vocals and like it, it whatever. Um, but he also makes a big deal. Everybody makes a big deal about how relatively live the original albums were too. Right. Um, you know, he talks about that in his autobiography a lot about how like the original recording process was like very um, spontaneous and like they didn't labor over getting perfect takes. They just kind of did what they did, you know, their live set more or less. 
Um, so like, according to him, I guess it just goes to show like how special the original lineup was because if we take him at face value and the re-recordings are like, you know, equally live or trying to follow the same kind of recording, uh, mindset it it just goes to show what a difference the the vibe of the band makes if that's all you're working with you oh know? sure right. yeah yeah uh, our big thing was why why do this yeah it's it the point why. because they're they're not available to purchase or anything he doesn't have an album or anything coming out and he seems to release them whenever somebody else in the van halen sphere does something cool Right, it's like Wolfgang <laughs> performs twice at the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, gets all this great press. All of a sudden, David Lee Roth has a couple of videos out. Now we have Extreme, Gary Sharon. You know, the album is doing fantastic. Here's another David Lee Roth video. It, it's kind of weird timing. Yeah, it I is, think you answered I, your own I, question there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I think we even mentioned it before. It's this is this is Dave's way of staying on the island of of relevancy. Yeah. And uh, you know, if 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 there is a Van Halen uh sort of uh connection any any sort of connection that isn't about him he's gonna find a way to make it about him because, yeah i mean there's there's a pettiness yeah. to it there's a, just a sh- there's like a stark pettiness to that yeah is sort of a bummer yeah it is but i mean and for all for all of that we still uh you know and we still praise the guy for for doing what he did because <laughs> he he was such a uh he, he he left such a mark on, uh, you know, the rock and roll, uh, uh, history, so to speak. And he's still, he's still around. That's not to say like, he's like, Oh, he's, he's, he's gone. He's not with us anymore. Like, no, he's with us. He's just, I don't know what he's doing. So it's, it's better to kind of speak of his, uh, past triumphs. Uh, Oh, I'm ready to um, do that. There you go. And, uh, just as an aside, uh, uh, no apologies necessary, Gary, uh, you're welcome for giving you the inspiration to make such a killer album uh with with extreme that was all us uh giving you the drive and motivation because we talked so much shit about van halen three uh for that we apologize but for your new album <laughs> not so much good job so and you know what moving right along yeah a couple of van halen touches like... on that one too if you guys listen to uh the track beautiful girls it ends with a kiss oh yeah just like van halen's beautiful girls it was kind of uh, cool yeah maybe yeah, that's uh maybe that's Gary's way of just kind of not not like a middle finger per se but just sort of a uh remember I did that thing all right, Mark, what do you so say? Moving on along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go to the, the Twitter board real quick. All right. So as you mentioned, Corey, last week we did uh, Girl Gone Bad. Uh, this one was uh, kind of an interesting result. We had 87.1 What Dreams Are Made Of versus a 12.9% The Dream Is Over. Uh, I didn't really anticipate that the that it was going to be, um, I don't know. I guess I, I kind of expected this one to be a little bit higher. So I'm a little surprised, even though I shouldn't be, because at this point, uh, the, the poll results are just, they are what they are. Um, but I am curious to know what people uh, were saying about it. So uh, before I get to the tweets, uh, Ivan, do you have any thoughts, uh, anything to say about the track uh, Girl Gone Bad? Oh, I totally do. Thank you for the opportunity <laughs> to, sure. to share them. <laughs> to me, um, Girl Gone Bad there's, is one of the handful of songs on 1984 that to me feels like a 5150 backing track, but with the Ted Templeman production and David Lee Ross singing over it. And, mm. and by that, I mean, it's got this sort of like more progressive 
structure it you know, goes weirder places the chorus is not like a dance the night away obvious chorus it, it's like sort of a complicated piece of music you know for me as a musician if you gave me that if like the brothers i'm flattering myself here but if the brothers handed me a cassette where they're like we wrote the song put the vocals over it i would just shoot myself i would be like i don't know how to fucking <laughs> that's that's a pretty cool jam tape but i do not know how to make a verse chorus baby out of that um and i feel like I david lee roth sort of dumbed it down and i, I mean that I, you know in a cool way i think he took it sure, and he sure. made it he made it kind of relatable with that just classic da diamond dave sleazy it's like kind of a porn thing it's just him it has like the logic of the physical logic of david lee roth he, he sort of brought the song down to that level um and i feel like one of the reasons why i don't like 5150 more is that i feel like um sammy hagar sang well but a lot of those songs don't have the like just vulgar oh i get what it's a, like i get how it goes thing there's a bunch mm. even though i've heard it a bazillion times there's a lot of songs on 5150 where i'm like how does that one go even if i know how it goes i'm like how does sure, it go yeah. Yeah. and girl gone bad is like th there are songs on 1984 that are almost in that category you know house of pain would be another one top jimmy like that song is like pretty fucking progressive and we sorry can i curse on this oh please oh, fucking yeah. do yeah okay great okay cool like top jimmy is just like a fucking roller coaster ride of weird progressive shit but <laughs> we got diamond dave doing his yabba dabba do stuff you can sort of focus on that and almost <laughs> like not notice how like just you know the rest of the song is like happening in the terror dome um mm. so to me girl gone bad like it, it's it's you can sort of see what 5150 would have been like if they had kept dave yeah i could i could uh i see that point of view there um nevertheless so needless to say you would have uh given this uh that's what dreams are made of uh i would assume on this one uh um, correct so there you go. You would have been part of the uh, the eighty seven percent. So the others, I want to hear what is going on. Uh, I'm going to read some tweets, uh, specifically some of our uh, patrons, because uh, if you want your tweet guaranteed read on the show, join our Patreon. And uh, just a quick little list of our patrons: we got Matt Lacoste, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, Rave Flav, Josh, Greg Zito, Michael Griffith, Chaz, Charles, uh, Sean McGinnity at Meet the Geeks. Kevin Brown, Perliniker, Scott Monroe, Ryan Powell, and Jeff Brewer. Thank you guys so much for your continuous support and encouragement. So what in the world have you guys been saying about Girl Gone Bad? First tweet up from Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. That's Sean McGinnity. He says, thanks guys for everything this week. He had a very rough week uh, this past week, so our thoughts are with him. Uh, let's change this to Girl Gone comma bad <laughs> i see what you see what you did there sean thank you appreciate the uh, little humor there i assume he upvoted that one so there you go uh from ryan powell such an amazing scorcher of a song al symbol work is the uh impetus of this piece and this is one of the best examples of ed and al in lockstep eight matches so far in the van halen song showdown that ryan powell does and it has an impressive seven and one record for good reason hashtag what dreams are made of <clears throat> yeah definitely go check out ryan powell's uh van halen song showdown very 
fun, insightful stuff going on. There. Ryan, uh, Ryan, uh, what did it lose to? I'm curious what, what it lost. Oh, yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Ryan's in the chat. Hopefully you can let us know what, what it lost to. Because I, I don't recall know, offhand. Yeah. I want to agree that the symbol that. work on that song oh, is yeah. like a highlight. That's a oh, good yeah. call. That, that's uh, one Kevin thing I'm learning Brown. on this show is just how great Al was on symbols. Like his symbol work oh, is phenomenal. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I my total 180 in this show so far has been thinking Al was always this meh drummer to going like, no, he's incredible because just the things, the shit he's doing that people don't even realize. So um, yeah, that's, that's, it's that's like, been a highlight. It's like triggering for me to hear you even say that there was like a previous time where you thought, oh, he was I know. Meh. You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? Like, I understand I you don't think that it. anymore, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's like traumatic for me to hear that you ever thought that oh my god I mean, okay ryan powell says it lost to once you can't be serious it lost to once i i, I think he's full no. of shit. he's yeah, there, yeah, there's he, no way he's trolling <laughs> he's, he's he's being a troller so yeah i'm not uh, i'm just gonna ignore it kevin brown our buddy kevin brown says instrumentally this is top 20 maybe top 10 van halen but holy crap those are some weak lyrics doesn't come close to spoiling it because they're secondary and the melody is great superb track and an underappreciated gem of off a killer album uh <laughs> so so there you go the uh lyrics weren't sitting well with with kevin there i'm glad to hear that it's, it's not just me kind of nitpicking lyrics because sometimes it just it's just gotta gotta happen so uh moving forward uh josh says down voters pronounce sword with a hard w <laughs> okay <laughs> Sword is that, is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's great. I like it. I'm into it. All right. And going down. Jeff Brewer says the dream is over. Lame music, lame dynamics, lame solo. Guitar sounds like it was played by a two-year-old with a broken arm. No feel or imagination. Almost as bad as I'm the one. Sammy should have played the guitar parts on this one. No real Van Halen fan likes this song. And he's completely trolling in the yes. tweet. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was 100% just, satire. Just to clear yeah. that up. Okay, 100% right. satire. So, I, got yeah, there, like... I got there by the end. I got there by the end, but <laughs> yeah. there was a there was a while in the middle of that comment where I was just like, what is happening? Me too. Right I, that's, that's, I... Oh, you, when you I was got, reading it, I was doing the, the same Jeff. thing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what, what is he doing? <laughs> by the way, Ryan is 100% serious that he thinks once is better than Girl Gone Bad. So I got to go back and read the manifesto because I, I don't oh, recall offhand. Uh, I, yeah. I remember it being very well thought out, but uh, yeah, he thought once was better than girl gone bad. Ivan, would well, you, you put the, the track once from Van Halen <laughs> three over girl gone bad? Um, yeah. The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was talking before about how like sometimes something is so bad that like you sort of try to find something interesting about it right. to me, like Van Halen three is the ultimate work of art that is for that. Like I, I, the only way I can ever engage with Van Halen three is to wonder like, how is it possible that it could be this bad? That's like the only way I can have any relationship with any part of that, including Look, the- you're, you're preaching to the choir, uh, because that's sort of, uh, the journey we've gone on with Van Halen three on this show is just, I, it, it doesn't even, especially some of those tracks don't make sense to me how it's remotely the same I mean, I know it's not the same band, but right, it's still right, the right. same like core the members, same people, you know, right? like, yeah. and, but, but yeah, I mean, for some people dig it. Some people dug the, uh, the, the reach, the sort of the artistic reach that they were going for, but 
again, not for me. So uh, moving on here, uh, Scott Monroe says, hashtag what dreams are made of. And one of my personal deep cuts, the live instrumental version from 83 bears mm-hmm. out that mm-hmm. it was conceived as a tight roller coaster jam session. I don't pay much attention to David Lee Ross verses because I'm so tuned into the, the ferocity of the trio. Uh, he goes on to say, even so, the chorus harmonies on Girl are so sweet. The ending is indeed abrupt and maybe anticlimactic, but I view this song as an all-out sprint that, as it crosses the finish line, collapses in exhaustion from the intensity. Picture that with Al's final beats. Well, I am, and I agree. So a uh, uh, good call there, uh, Scott. And we we love your little, that was kind of a, a mini manifesto, but good stuff. Greg Zito says, like Mark said, dynamics. I love how this song shifts from soft guitar to a rocket fuel jam. Absolutely. Uh, Van Halen is nothing if not dynamic with their music. We can say what we want about some choices, but uh, they're utilizing all aspects of their musical spectrum that they have. So you, you, you got to give it to them for that. Uh, the Deep Purple Podcast said, great track. One of their, dare I say, more proggy tunes. Would you agree yeah. with that, Corey? Would you say it's a little more uh, more on the proggy side? You know what? I'm starting to get into prog. Uh, I'm doing a, mm-hmm. a, a secret new podcast with Kevin Brown. <laughs> of course you it, are. <laughs> it, 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 it's my fourth podcast. We just started recording it, and we're covering a prog band. <laughs> Uh, so, I, yeah, I would agree with that because now that I'm getting kind of – I was never really a big prog fan, so now I'm getting more into it. I, sure. I could definitely see that. Ivan, would you agree? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely progressive. It, to me, it's also like a very sort of like an Eddie thing. Like I feel like the further they got into the career, the more you would see those kinds of progressive Eddie Van Halen exploration tracks, you know, mm-hmm. like especially like the – the three new songs they did with David Lee Roth for the greatest hits package. Remember those? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. So I agree. They're, like this song I think is like the beginning of a new current in their career that had that kind of like Eddie Van Halen progressive thing. And uh, we, we, we talked about Jeff Brewer's treat. Uh, he, he chimed in on, on the chat. That was actually, he stole those insults from, from Eddie himself. Uh, Ed said, Jimmy page live played like a two year old with a broken arm. And he said, Joe Perry lacked feel. <laughs> Joe Perry lacked feel. Well, that's. Oh, at times, absolutely. I would agree with that. I mean, sure. I do an Aerosmith Um, podcast and uh, at times I can absolutely (laughs) uh, agree with that. But I read recently, um, you guys know about those, like, I think Steve Rosen interviews that are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like that guy who edited, who interviewed them and he like started putting the unedited, like, you know, interview tape straight from his cassette onto YouTube. I've been listening to those. And there was one where Eddie Van Halen talks about um, during like the short amount of time where Van Halen was still opening for other bands. He talked about some of the guys who he thought were rude to him or were intimidated by him or were not nice to him when they were the headlining. And he singled out um, Richie Blackmore and Joe Perry. So uh, it's also possible that saying Joe Perry had no feel. I mean, that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it might've been a little motivated also by some Eddie feeling like he'd been disrespected by Joe Perry specifically. Yeah. Listen to toys in the attic and rocks and be hard to say Joe Perry has no feel, but yeah, exactly. So, 
nevertheless, though, uh, so there you go. There's uh, tweets made on the polls uh, from our patrons. Thank you guys so much for being on our Patreon. And if you want your tweet guaranteed read in the polls, join our Patreon. We've got one. We've got a tier for you. I guarantee it. And if we don't, let us know. We'll find we'll one. one for you. We'll make one. We're not above it. Uh, Corey is not exhausted at all from uh, running the podcast sphere. So give him more shit to do. Um, oh, please, you know, I, I forgot to let the patrons know that we're recording a day early. So I, last minute tonight, I'm like, right. oh, by the way, we're recording <laughs> it's today. Like, oh, right. Yeah, 100% so, my fault, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, Life happens. Things happen. It's all good. You know what's about to happen now? Our favorite part of the show, right before we get to the main meet, we do take a drink, everyone. Manifestations. That's right. Mm. So we're now we manifest what we want to bring forth to the show. What song do we want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Corey, let's start with you. Uh, what song are you just itching for? Uh, and what's left of the Van Halen uh, repertoire that we have? I'll tell you what. I, I was uh, listening to uh, the Tom Petty Project that I even guested on, and they were talking a lot about his video for Listen to Her Heart. Really cool video mm. you can catch on his YouTube at Cyber Attack World. I thought, what would be a cool cover for Ivan to do from Van Halen? That oh. kind of in the same vein. And I thought, uh, you know, Dance the Night Away. I, I think Ooh. you do a pretty good job of that one, my friend. So I'm going to manifest that here tonight. Thank you, man. Dance I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> that is, uh, I, would, I would be very, very interested in doing that song as well. So uh, maybe so. Maybe the wheel will smile upon you. But we, since we, we have, have a couple a guess, of, I... uh, we also have a couple of oh, that's true. Uh, manifestations yeah, uh, from the patrons. Uh, let's Scott do Monroe. the Discord. Yes, uh, Scott Monroe wants Pleasure Dome uh, for Unlawful. So. <laughs> of course he does. Yep. And uh, uh, our good buddy Ryan Powell would love some feeling tonight. So he wants to go to feeling, balance. Yeah, That's kind of right. an interesting okay. one. I could talk about that. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe it'll time. But uh, but until you until then, um, is, that, uh, is that it for the Discord manifestation? I believe it is. Yeah, we just had the two here tonight. Unless somebody in the chat wants to chime in with a, a last-minute manifestation, I believe that's it. Well, there you go. Chime on in if you want to, but I'm going to ask Ivan. Ivan, you mentioned to us uh, off air, but go ahead and let the people know uh, what song you are going to try and manifest and bring forth for tonight's show. I said secrets. I stand by it. All right. The secret's out. He wants a diver down tune. So that leaves uh, only me. And what in the world? You know, we still haven't done uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, Van Halen songs and one of my absolute favorite uh, vocal performances, at least on record, uh, by Sammy Hagar. And uh, I, you know, I know it seems to be a theme. We're going to manifest Sammy with the exception of you two. Uh, but uh, when it's love, I just mm. really want I want to hear just the rock and power ballad that I know that so many people that claim to be Van Halen fans absolutely can't stand. But I want to hear it because, again, I uh, I really dig what I hear. Not to tip my cap, but I've got things to say about it. So that is what I'm going to manifest for tonight's show. I like, I like that. I'd like I'd like to. I, I want that. I'm changing my manifestation to that. <laughs> He's changing it. Put all your manifestation powers on when it's love. There you go. Everyone work with him. And uh, a special proxy uh, manifestation from the other room on uh, on Amsterdam. As always, so, yeah. For, as uh, always, I, for reasons. Uh, Jeff Brewer, again, uh, knowing much more about the band than either of us, uh, uh, yeah. actually says in the chat, at the time of Ed's insult, he was complaining that he went to shake Joe Perry's hand and he ignored him, which I, I can oh. 100% see Joe Perry doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, Eddie wow. Van Halen 
must have been just utterly terrifying to someone like Joe Perry, right? Because yeah. like he, Joe Perry was just starting to be a rock star. He, he was like in that world. You think, you know, he thinks he's safe. And then here comes this guy who's just like literally changing what the instrument means. Yeah. Here comes you this know? smiling Dutchman who's like just this virtuoso. Like, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I just feel like... It must have just been like the worst possible. It's just like the shark fin comes out of the water right when you're like <laughs> right. setting up your, oh little, my God. your beach towel. You know, it's Eddie like- Van Halen is Jaws. I love it. Eddie yeah. Van Halen is Jaws, and and every other musician is just the uh, you know people treading water in the middle of the ocean, just trying to make it. Even though he's like Jimmy Page and Joe Perry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like Joe Perry. I think Joe Perry is a good guitar player, but like he was only good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like as good as he was, he was like not great, good, yeah. Yeah, even, I would agree even with if that. he is great. Like even if he is great, like he sounds like what guitar players sounded like in the seventies. Maybe he was like yeah. the best at that, <laughs> but like he wasn't. You know, you never heard like a Joe Perry guitar solo and be like, I don't understand what that was. And like Eddie Van Halen, everything he does is just like I don't understand how how that was possible i mean we understand now because people have decades have gone by people studying it but like you know joe perry didn't like reinvent anything and then here's this kid who's just like intuitively reinventing shit right and left it it must have ruined his day you know what i mean i mean also it probably didn't help that eddie had a particular had a signature uh sound and tone to his playing so that you absolutely know that's him when he's playing it uh whether it's whatever uh uh tone effect he's using on his guitar or just the way he plays it you know it's him joe perry uh if you told him to play a solo and it's like a, a blind uh uh reading or a list a blind listening taste test if you will I probably couldn't tell you that's Joe Perry based on the way he plays. And I've listened to a lot of uh, Aerosmith. Uh, Corey, could you pick Joe Perry out of a lineup? Just a a blind tasting. You know, because I do an Aerosmith podcast, I think I'd have a decent shot at it, but uh, you probably uh, would. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It it, it would still kind of be being generous. Yeah. If if you're being generous, like you maybe could, but yeah, but nevertheless, you know, still a good guitar player. Yes. Not, but uh, we're comparing him to Eddie, we're not even going to go there. So um, all that being said, I think it's time to spin that wheel. What do you say? All right, finally. Okay. I'm going to prime this sucker here uh, because I did a great video on jump and jump past four letters. I'm going to shuffle it four times. One, two, three, four. (laughs) All right. I hear Sammy warming up. Here we go. Here we go. Look at this. I even caught his shot. He got secrets. Well done. Very few people have been able to do it. It doesn't happen too often, but uh, Corey's done it three times. I've done it once. So welcome to the club. (laughs) Nice. I manifested that. Man, I don't think I've ever manifested anything in my whole life. (laughs) <laughs> he pulled a uh, uh an eric sinich who uh called his shot on the first go it was a uh, cabo wabo i believe i love that yep. i'm gonna i'm gonna like start i'm gonna start trying to manifest a lot more than i normally do i don't really try there to manifest go. that much shit but after tonight i'm gonna like wake up tomorrow and buy a lot a lottery tickets 
if you will it it is no dream as they that's say right. so there you, there you go right. uh, yeah that's you got right. secrets now you're ready to win uh, the powerball millions you're, yeah, you're well and, on your way me and theodore herzl yeah so we're back <laughs> into the diver down uh territory um the uh the covers album as most people would call it i would just call it a, a damn solid van halen record based on just our journey that we've taken i i don't understand why people would be uh not so hot on this album other than the fact that i guess they just don't dig the covers but i don't know Corey, you and me so far we've uh or at least we've always been i've i've never felt angry at uh any of van halen's cover tunes so um yeah that 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 alone just uh makes this record stand out to me of of being really good because look what they can do with songs that that don't belong to them yeah diver down is one of those weird albums though. we're six and oh uh, on this record and we still got a few tracks to go uh the highest that we voted on here are actually our leading track right now in the voter poll little guitars 98.6 percent what dreams are made hopping. of comes from yeah. this record uh the lowest ranked song on here is dancing in the streets at 62.3 percent uh because we spun secrets that means we get to play cathedral too Ooh, we do oh, nice. we get a twofer a twofer ladies and gentlemen once again yeah. ivan yeah you manifested this one why did you want to hear secrets um, you know, uh, I mean, I liked it. It's, it's, it has to do with what you guys were just talking about. How like Diver Down gets some hate for being the covers album. Like you, I have no problem at all with the Van Halen covers. Um, but Secrets, I think is one of the songs that you can sort of use to defend Diver Down against the grumps who don't like the covers because it's a pretty unusual song. It, there are not really many David Lee Roth era songs that sound like this one. Um, it, it's got a different vibe. The tone is very different. Eddie's using a 12 string guitar on it. it. It just sort of sits in this unique place uh, in terms of the vibe and the energy. And so I feel like even if you don't like the covers, you know, Diver Down is the home of this song. And I feel like you got to, you got to make a special place in your heart for this song. So I feel like this is one of the anchors of Diver Down as an album. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well said. Absolutely agree. Yep. Uh, what do you say? Uh, before we get into secrets, let's play Cathedral here uh, in its entireties. Thank you. 
kind of Doug Cathedral. If this is uh, uh, your entrance into the Church of Rock and Roll, then sign me. <laughs> up. That's uh, that's that's how that works. Um, yep. And it's nothing nothing too crazy. Nothing. Uh, it's not eruption. It's not trying to be eruption. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST or anything like that it's just this cool little uh little interlude to uh lead you into something else and uh, i like man i dig that i dig when i like when eddie is uh experimental in this way not so much uh how many say i way but uh, <laughs> you know it's but uh, yeah i like i like the interlude i'm a big fan of, of van halen interludes is what i'm trying to say you know? dude you just nailed like we have to pause we have to pause right there because like i love that you just used how many say i like th that song is so bewildering and like <laughs> yeah and, that's like, a word for it you know and like just unpleasant that like <laughs> the best use of it like the best you could possibly do with that song is to sort of like use it as like a benchmark you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's like, yeah. like yes. which is what At you did. Best. Like, I've been wondering since I heard that song the first time, I've been wondering my whole life, like, what the fuck am I ever going to do with that song? And like, you gave me right. the answer. Like, it can be useful as like, you know, at least we're not that like in the, yeah. in the range yeah, of things like Eddie Van Halen does that are kind of weird. Like one yeah. end of this range is how many say I, I love that you like, you gave that song like a valuable use in the world. Well, well I'll tell you, you know, Ivan, you can, you can hear us all discuss it at length, how we felt about that track with the, uh, with the, uh, the episode of how many say I, so if it tickles your fancy to, to hear what all we had to say, and you can hear it in real time, real reaction. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check, check it out. out. That's, uh, but, uh, but enough of that. So there Wait, you go. Um, yeah. Can I just say one last thing about cathedral? Sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I've, I've been feeling a little bit bad since we talked about Joe Perry. I just feel a little bit guilty that like, <laughs> I sort of talk trash about Joe Perry because I do like Joe Perry and I do like Aerosmith. And like, I just feel guilty because like I'm a musician and he's a musician and we're all just trying to find the good notes. And like, what did Joe Perry ever do? Like, I've, I've just been feeling bad for like the last 10 minutes since we talked about him. But I do just want to say that like cathedral is an example of what you never are going to get from Joe Perry. And like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really think I'm like talking shit here. Like right. Joe Perry's cool. I could t say a lot of the yeah, things he yeah. does that I love, but mm -hmm. like, there's just a, uh, 
unusualness and like a, what the fuck is that and how is the guitar making those sounds and like what's happening like th there's just a level of originality and like how on earth did he make it do that that you mm -hmm. get from cathedral that i don't think is ever present in joe perry's guitar playing despite the fact that there are many aspects of joe perry's guitar playing that i admire well joe perry never took the volume knob and made it like an instrument onto itself like eddie did in cathedral there right yeah right yeah but that and just that Joe Perry musically, I would say guitar play. And that's no shade again to Aerosmith. They they've got some incredible hits, some incredible songs, but um, musically not as uh, ambitious as mm -hmm. Eddie in terms of uh, guitar playing. So to your point, you're correct. You would never hear something like cathedral come out of Joe Perry because he, uh. he sticks to the wheelhouse that he knows and he's good at, it. he's good at his wheelhouse, but that's it. Like he's not going to mm -hmm. venture out too, too far away. Whereas Eddie, you know, he's like, nothing is off limits. I'm trying it. They, they, they've got a damn, uh, uh, an interlude song. Uh, is it Spanish fly where he plays mm -hmm. the uh, classical mm -hmm. uh, guitar mm -hmm. just because he wanted to just cause just like, I I'm going to try this. Let me fiddle around with it a little bit. And he created that incredible stuff. Ambition. Um, Joe Perry with his guitar playing again, wrote some good songs, but not in the same league in terms of uh, music, musical ambition. So yes, I agree. You, you will not hear something like cathedral there. So yeah. I mean, maybe, um, maybe just to be fair, we should also point out that I've never heard Joe Perry do anything that made me feel the way how many say I made me feel. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that's okay, a fair yeah, assessment that, so, that, that, yeah. that is a fair i'll give you that and fair i just clicked yeah. over to the youtube chat and ryan powell uh, pointed out that uh he, he says i stole his line he, i wasn't looking at the chat when i said that ryan but he actually uh, pointed out as well that uh it's a great use of the volume knob as an instrument uh that mm -hmm. he's doing there uh, yeah. I, I just uh i was looking up the uh the quote on that one uh eddie was saying that uh uh, sometimes the 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 when you go back and forth on the volume knob, it would freeze and just kind of cut out. It mm -hmm. only took like a couple of takes to get Cathedral down. Uh, on the second take, the volume knob just froze uh, when he was uh, playing with it. So uh, I was kind of going off that. Sorry, Ryan. I, I'll definitely give you some royalties. Um, Ryan, uh, Mark is going to send you a check, uh, and I'm sure it'll be quite hefty. That's pretty cool. The, that uh... This is a podcast you can make money by listening to. In the uh, yeah, in the subheading in the check, uh, it'll say apologies to Joe Perry, who's an active listener. Obviously, he <laughs> listens to the show well, regularly. I, I so. do an Aerosmith podcast. I'm going to have to answer for this. That's on true. You do. Yeah, you're going to. <laughs> oh man yeah joe's coming so hard at you uh, <laughs> you just wait for it but but until that time now we've gone through cathedral we should naturally just progress into secrets absolutely from diver down way back in 1982 here's secrets <laughs> Where the thunder rolls. 
So uh, Eddie uh, was kind of ragging on uh, Jimmy Page there, but I, I found a quote here where he said uh, that uh, for secrets, he actually used a Gibson double deck 12 string, the same model that Jimmy Page used. Ah, go figure. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that he uh, said, I think it was one of those like Steve Rosen YouTube interviews. He said he recorded it with that, but then he didn't want to perform with that because it looks too much like a Jimmy Page thing. And so he got this Kramer double neck. He used it on the Us Festival. It's like yellow. Mm -hmm. It's like his own thing so that it didn't, so that people would stop saying like, oh, you're using the Stairway to Heaven guitar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a pr pretty kicking little beginning there. Dave sounded great. I love the little bass line that was going on there. Oh, yeah. It's super, super cool. It's nice the, Alex, yeah. the Alex Van Halen cymbal work is in full force. You can hear that swing. I mm -hmm. think Van Halen was probably like the swingingest hard rock band of their time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Swing for days. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it rocket here. And once again, we have uh, Dave utilizing that uh, that bluesiness that he does so well. And so, uh, I mean, a lot. He does it a lot. And um, for a song like this, just uh, musically speaking, how it's structured, it, it absolutely fits. And I don't know, it just the more we keep going into uh, Dave-isms, uh, this is one that seems like he is the most comfortable uh, when he's kind of uh, letting the, uh, the, the, the blues sort of influence show. And, uh, and it, Eddie does it too, but uh, just vocally speaking um, when, when Dave can, can utilize that whole thing, it, uh, it really does kind of bring it all together in a very uh, satisfying way. The song's not even over with yet. And already I'm like, yeah, see, I, I, this is a good groove. Like everything's coming together quite well. And when Van Halen's on like that, they're just on. Now uh, I read a quote that uh, Eddie actually wanted to put this on fair warning. Uh, th mm. This is a pretty kind of quiet restrained song. Do you think it would have fit on fair warning or is it better suited on diver down? Uh, that's a good question. Cause like, I I get no no I think it's it's better suited here. Um, I could see why maybe or where you could like squeeze it in. Like maybe maybe you squeeze it in after uh, or before center swing or something. You know, just to give it uh, uh, give that track like a real boost. But uh, I I don't know. I think it kind of disrupts the flow uh, that we know. I think it works better on this album. I agree, but I, I do think it's weird the way fair warning is weird. <laughs> I know? mean, that's why I, that's why I hesitated because it's right. like, I could see why. Yeah. And yeah, where, you, right. where like, you put it, Mark, I think it would have fit pretty well, actually, between Dirty Movies think and so? Center Swing. Yeah, that would have been I get it. Spot. Yeah, no, I get it. I think we're all having the same thought. I mean, fair warning is like uh, sort of menacing and furious as an album mm -hmm. in a way that this song is not, but there's a lot of sort of like, Oh, I didn't know Van Halen could do that moments on fair warning. Push comes to shove one foot out the door. You know, there's songs where it's like, Oh, that, I've never heard them do something like that. that and 
this song is sort of like one of those in a softer mm-hmm. way. So in that sense, I feel like it could maybe it was coming from a similar place where Eddie Van Halen was just like wanted to try something they hadn't tried yet, you know? Yeah. And right, Ryan Powell yeah. in the chat pointed out that, so this is love fit on fair warning. So absolutely. Yeah. That's well. Yeah, and and again, that, that was another reason for my hesitation. Cause I, I thought about that one too. And it's just, ah, yeah, maybe, maybe if they like restructured, put, put this uh, after this is love. And then like, uh, go right into center swing uh maybe i don't know um certainly if you put this at the end of the album you've just ruined the flow entirely because how are you going to follow up unchained so. I, I like where you put it though between dirty movies and center swing i i could see it fitting yeah. there i thought that was pretty good sequencing but nevertheless i like it right, on diver down yeah, yeah no absolutely <laughs> Strong as the mountains, walks tall as the trees. She's been there before, she'll never give in. She'll be gone tomorrow like the silent breeze. Ow, 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 she got rhythm, got that rhythm of her Yeah, you, you expect like a, going into a chorus or something like, like a big Van Halen moment, right? With a big vocal performance mm-hmm. or, you know, Alex just kind of really kicking it in. You don't get that on this song. You just got to keep that same kick and uh, swing and groove. It's kind of cool. Nope. It's, yeah, a, the restraint. You know, it's, it's that blues riff, man. Yeah. It's like, you, you don't, you don't get like big choruses in, in a lot of, uh, it's very Joe Perry, styles, you know, it's it, <laughs> bringing it full circle. How very <laughs> Joe Perry. That's, the irony of this episode, hashtag the Joe Perry conspiracy. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Do you like that little change up Alex did uh, in that little, yeah, ah, little nuances like that, man. I just, yeah, I, I, that is so far. It's been my favorite thing about this show other than interacting with all you uh, wonderful people out there, of course, but just the rediscovery and the, the new love uh, for, or new appreciation for what Al Alex Van Halen is doing uh, uh, in these, in these songs. It's just, it's, it's extraordinary. It doesn't have to all be hot for teacher pyrotechnics, right? It could just no, be a, no, it doesn't. <laughs> a, a killer groove like that, and he knocks it out of the yeah. park. Yeah, I'm also loving. There's a lot of really, really cool little Michael Anthony bass moves in this song. You oh, know, yeah. right where it's yeah. like at the end of the verse to get into the chorus, he'll do those ba doo boo, and it's just something so, uh, like, rhythmically hip about his feel mm-hmm. there and like how you can see that it was spontaneous and he just nails it and he just did it and they weren't licks he just was feeling it as he went you know the, him and the drummer on this i think are just like manifesting they were the original manifestors <laughs> perhaps so question is not does love exist but where she leaves where she goes i got the feeling she don't know either wait like you win why 
Mark, what your thoughts on the guitar solo? My only thought is uh, when Eddie's done, I, fi- I had this vision of him uh, putting that guitar down while it's still ringing, you know, grabbing another one and continuing the song. And while the other guitar, the solo guitar is still ringing, you just uh, someone puts a cigarette like, uh, you know, up in, <laughs> up in the strings, like by the tuning knobs, kind of like where Eddie used to hold his and just like give the uh, guitar a smoke break because holy shit, that was fire. <laughs> yeah good stuff um i i thought i read something on the this is like take two i think uh for for eddie he just kind of really in, yeah some of his best solos were just like you know spontaneous right just oh there we mm-hmm. go done and I, I believe this was take two i'm sure somebody uh ryan pal i'm looking at you can uh, uh correct me in the chat if i'm wrong but i thought this was a, a take two on that solo Maybe he wanted to add to it. Maybe, uh, maybe it, that last little bit, uh, like the last, uh, let's say, what, ten to sixteen bars of that solo. Uh, maybe that was an add-on. He's just like, ah, you know what? Let me let me try this again. I think I can make this better. And like, uh, maybe did uh, the majority of what he did in the first take, and then decided add on to it because I don't know something about that last little bit sounded. Uh, not out of place, but it just sounded like almost like it was it was uh, not meant for the song originally, but Eddie made it work. If that makes any sense whatsoever, like it, it doesn't sound like a bad splicing job from from a production standpoint at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it sounds like uh, he had an idea for the solo, decided I can make that idea better, but I don't want to lose what I just did. So let's just add this little thing on top of it to give it more flavor and uh makes it work uh, but again all speculation i have no clue well I, and I, I, do... I found the quote here it was actually the first take so oh well then <laughs> fuck me right <laughs> i do wonder sometimes like how i mean in this case it was the first take but i wonder like if it had been the second take how different are the two takes like is he doing multiple right. takes or each one is just completely improvised and oh. they're completely different or is it that he has some sense of this is how the soul is going to go and he's just trying to get a performance that he think executes the idea really well and the reason i wonder about this is because live he stays pretty close to the solos on the record. He embellishes them, you know, but it's like, if you know how the solo goes on the record and you see him do it live, he's basically doing a rendition of it. And Mm -hmm. if these solos in the studio that we all know and love and that he then ended up playing over and over again live, if they were kind of just like, improvised from nothing on take one improvised from nothing on take two if if he was improvising this much mind-blowingly good stuff there's a part of me that would almost want him to improvise more on the live shows like if these are what improvised eddie van halen solos sound like i wouldn't mind hearing new improvised shit that's different at the live show if this is what we get when he improvises i just just something i wonder as a fan 
unfortunately i never will never had and never got will get the chance to uh see them live um so uh, for all i know uh maybe he did do that on occasion on occasion not every live show but maybe on occasion he did uh someone else is gonna have to uh you know fact check me on that one but uh i agree with you i think uh eddie just kind of having like a little riff jam off with himself a solo if you will for the the glory of the crowd uh would have been absolutely stunning and who better right who better to have to do that for their live show i can understand why he wouldn't do that though because that would get a bit uh tired i think or maybe he was just like i don't i don't know what to play tonight i'm just playing the songs okay i'm yeah i'm not complaining it's just sort of (laughs) right it's like when you've listened to van halen as much as i have you have to like give yourself new things to think about and so like that's the kind of new thing i think about for the sake of having a new thought because i'm just listening to the same songs for the bazillionth time all valid all valid She get crazy, woman get crazy, yeah, she can't go, uh, uh, I'm looking good, oh, yes. All right, that's Secrets from Diver Down. One thing we didn't talk about was the lyrics, and I remember Dave saying, mm-hmm that the lyrics came from greeting cards and get mm-hmm. well cards that he bought in New Mexico mm-hmm. on the, the previous tour. Mm-hmm. Yes. Specifically lines like may your moccasins leave happy tracks in the summer snows. Yeah. And uh, I think I read on the, the news desk that originally this, this had a different title. It was uh, yes. looking good. Looking good. Yep. And, mm. um, and they changed it to secrets, I guess, because of just how Dave felt about, the cards and uh i don't know maybe something about uh um that yeah that line about the moccasins in the snow uh uh i don't know why because i'm thinking like well what's the secret here it's like <laughs> i guess he keeps he keeps referring to a she i guess she has the secret she's like the secret wins like okay what's her secret though i guess that's the secret nobody knows yeah it. she's she's just got a secret she knows it and you know that she's got it that's it I like the the title is not like one of the lyrics really. You yeah. know, there're not many Van Halen songs where the title is not just like the big line from the chorus or something. This might be the only one of the this era. Um and I I like that. And I like that you don't know what's going on that it's mysterious in the way you're talking about. You know, I I I do think that Van Halen sometimes was like deceptively vulgar or like was deceptively like (laughs) we're gonna write this song that's just about what you think it is and we're gonna operate just on this sort of like crotch level as a rock band and i I like that i like stuff that is just like that sort of uh defiantly and forcefully like raunchy and cool so what i'm hearing is you're a big fan of the track up for breakfast (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here folks well, we found our one fan, you know, <laughs> the, I mean, one of the things that I wish up for breakfast had going for it was sort of this like <laughs> secondary layer of like mystique that yeah. I think David Lee Roth <laughs> could have helped. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the, I feel like secrets is like a glimpse 
of the level they were always hiding behind their other songs. It's like they would give you the song you thought you knew, and then back behind it, there would be these like subtleties and these sort of other surprising choices that David Lee Roth would make, and it would be sort of these like hidden layers. And then Secrets is the song where they were like, we're just going to show you the hidden layer now. And we're not going to, mm. normally this is hidden. It's not hidden this time. And I sort of like the song just as being a glimpse of that. I think it's cool. That's a good point. Good point indeed. So there you are, secrets. So now we come to the last bit of the show where we vote on it. Uh, we decide whether the song is what dreams are made of or was the dream oh. over? Ooh, Yeah. Ivan, since you are our honored guest, uh, the first vote befalls upon you. So uh, pretty sure we know how this is going to go, but we'll just ask it anyway. Is it what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Final uh, thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, I, you know, I I feel like I've already told you guys how I feel about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just I you know I think it's a no brainer. I think the song is amazing. I think the guitar playing is um, mind blowing, literally mind blowing. I guess maybe one last thing I'll say about it is I do think David Lee Roth was very good at taking his influences and then turning them into something you wouldn't expect. Like he got mm. these greeting cards from the Southwest that were a little out there you know a lot of people would look at something like that and then they would go to the obvious choice they do some sort of like you know let's make it sound like the southwest let's make it sound like you know the culture of that or whatever they'd like try to do the sunset and the coyotes and the whatever i feel like david lee roth always takes a turn past it you don't exactly know where he got it the way he was incorporating martial arts and skateboard culture and black exploitation movies and the comic books of the 60s and r crumb he would take it and then change it into something you don't know necessarily where i got it from the fact that this song was inspired by those greeting cards i think is an example of that and i also think it's something that sammy hagar was not as good at uh, I don't want to. I don't want to flip anybody out. So I'll say that in many ways, Sammy Hagar was just a superior vocalist, and his voice aged much better. And he could sort Boom. of just there it is. <laughs> you know, there, there, any there, it's like I feel like there's shit Sammy Hagar didn't even have to get good at because he was already good at singing. I you know agree. that uh, that's kind of what I meant when I said like he did a little with a lot. Whereas David Lee Roth, yeah. like. He, he can't just sort of soar over the song and, and sort of just get by on the sheer vocal talent. So he's got to sort of use his dirty tricks. And one of his dirty <laughs> tricks is that he would have, he would find inspiration in an unusual place and do something with it that was very original. And I think uh, this song is an example of that. One of the better examples of it because it's an unusual Van Halen song. So for me, I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> You know, it's a no-brainer. This is a thumbs up. I, I mean, that's. I think that's just like I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't like this song. I would have a completely different personality, and I would be disgusting to myself. Well, there you go. You've made the uh, the Rothers out there very, very happy. So, uh, do we continue with that streak with Corey Morset? Corey, oh, do you think secrets are what dreams are made of, or is the secret that you actually think the dream is over? Oh, God! 
yeah, I can't say it as nice as Ivan did or anything, but this is absolutely what dreams are made of. Uh, I, I love the, the, the restraint uh, shown in this song. Like I said, usually in a big Van Halen chorus, you get a big chorus, right? You don't get that here. You just get the, just, just kind of that nice, uh, that nice uh, groove going. Uh, even uh, Alex, and we always, I always love talking underneath Eddie solos. Alex like do it, likes doing some crazy shit to show little brother that he's still there. Right. And he kind of started that. He had some cool symbol stuff at the beginning of the solo. Then he stopped it and just played the groove while Eddie laid that great solo over top. I love that. Uh, absolutely a fantastic track, a standout on Diver Down, uh, which, you know, coming into the show, I'm, I am I was thinking, ah, you know, Diver Down's kind of an iffy album for me. I've uploaded every song. And and, and here's mm-hmm. another one. Uh, I'm really appreciating Diver Down for what it is. Uh, thanks to this little experiment we're doing here. And it's absolutely, for me, what dreams are made of. So that just leaves Mark Kameyer, the grumpy one, the contrarian, the one who every once in a while likes to throw a monkey wrench into things. Almost downvoted Girl Gone Bad. People still can't believe it. You, you can't believe it performed so poorly in the polls, yet you almost downvoted it yourself. What say you, sir? Is this what dreams are made of, or is the dream over? But here's the thing, just to uh, sort of double up on uh, getting everyone all riled up about my decision-making process. If you had asked me the same question last year, maybe, or maybe a little bit, uh, let's say a few years. If you'd asked me a few years ago, would I have upvoted this song? I probably would have said, not really. No, just like, just kind of, uh, it doesn't really do it for me. However, we have grown uh over the, over time and uh we we grow we evolve sometimes our music tastes uh change for the better sometimes we just uh give ourselves a new perspective so while i am upvoting this one it was very close to uh my instinct almost said i don't know that i'm digging that however the further the song got on the further we were just sort of uh listening to it and vibing to it the more i realized oh that's what this song is this is just a van halen jam it's a jam it's essentially a jam session just not as long uh from a your typical jam session but that's that's what i felt like listening to this song i felt like lounging like i'm i'm lounging with a j just uh just hanging out listening to good rock and roll good like uh uh it speaks to my my old school blues uh, sensibilities as well that's why i bring it up every time that uh david utilizes it really well because it stands out but it makes the band just sound that much better uh yeah it doesn't all have to be super arena rock uh explosion flips and howls in your face all the time and or electric guitar squeals though we are appreciative of that and though we didn't get a squeal but we got some pretty rip-roaring solos so uh you get uh pardon the pun the best of both worlds uh in that regard and because of all of that and because of everything you guys have said and what we've already been saying throughout the show uh tonight it is absolutely what dreams are made of if you had asked me a few years ago though i probably would have said nah it's a little uh, just not feeling it but uh thank god we're not doing the show a few years ago we're doing the show now and uh there you go clean sweep all around good stuff and uh good stuff for diver down um Every time it feels like every time we do a track from Diver Down, Corey, we uh, or at least I do have this sort of profound realization that, like, I again, I mentioned it at the top of the show. I don't get why 
everyone seems to think this album's no good. I there's nothing bad we've covered so far on this album. Yeah, we're both a seven and zero on Diver Down, but that just begs one more yeah. question. That music can only mean oh, one thing. We didn't right. even talk to Ivan about this before the show, but we Ivan, we like to play a little game, and that is how many times did Van Halen perform Secrets live in concert? Ooh. And you're you're hearing the the Price is Right music because we do this with Price is Right rules. You have to get closest to the actual number without going over. So let's start with Mark Kamire. Mark. How Wait, I'm sorry. I'm you... sorry. I'm just, um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I, I know you guys don't have a good answer to this. This is how many times they played it based on like just set lists of all their shows that have been compiled by fans online yeah. and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, Setlist.fm is our source for this. How many times <laughs> they've compiled, compiled that Van Halen performed secret slide. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. So Mark Meyer, how many times do you think Van Halen performed secrets? Well, the cat's telling me one thing, but I think she's out of her mind, so I'm not going to listen to the cat. Um, Secrets, I part of me really doesn't believe they played this song all that much, but I've been wrong before, so I'm going to be generous, and I'll say they played it 10 times. 10 times only. Okay, so Ivan, Price is Right rules. Uh, you have to get Ooh. closest to the actual number without going over. How many times do you think Van Halen performed Secrets? Okay. I know they played it at us festival, yep. which makes me think that it was in their set for like the tour they did that year. Uh, I don't think they ever played it on any other tour. I think they only played it on the tour of the, of like whatever us festival was 1982, I think. Um, so I guess my question is like, how many shows did they play that year? And did they play secrets at every show that year? I don't know. I'm going to say, ugh. I feel like they did hundreds of shows that year, but did they play Secrets every time? Maybe they played it every other show. I'm going to say 50. 50. All right. We have a winner, and it's our guest, Ivan Anderson. The correct answer is 99 times. Ooh, I wanted to say 100. I almost said 100. <laughs> wow. You know what? Just it's appropriate. On the night that the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, it's the Wayne Gretzky of numbers, 99. And actually, the last <laughs> yeah. time they ever played nice. it, according to Setlist.fm, was at the S Festival but in 1983. Just so, just so I understand, according to Price's Right rules, if I had said 100 and been off by one, I would have lost. lost. You would have lost, absolutely, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I deserve this win. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, know what, anyway, me, Mark's going to be sending it. you we'll a check. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark will send you some lovely, uh, lovely prizes. I'll, cool. I'll send you some, some Perry set. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I was actually kind of yeah. surprised. Uh, you know, they played it in 82, 84 times in 1983, 15 times. So just that tour. And the last oh. time they ever played it, according to Settlers.fm, was the US Festival in 1983. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, my reasoning was right there. Yep. Yeah. You were 100% right. Yep. Just that tour. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, there you go. So. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's the favorite game that uh, Mark just uh, he, he utilizes his guessing powers and most of the time just comes up short. But, uh, you know, that's just that's just how we do. You don't come for the show. Uh, you don't come to the show just to hear me lose on a game that Corey just like made up on the spot one day. Uh, you come here for the Van Halen talk. And if you do come here for that Price is Right game, then 
all right, that's a choice. Thank you for listening to that. I guess I was like, I don't know. Maybe there's like a small club of people. It was like, we love when uh, Mark is wrong or when he just looks like a buffoon. And uh, this game is perfect for both of those. I'm a fan uh, of Mark as a buffoon. So yeah. Uh, you and Mariano, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people. <laughs> we probably have Patreon uh, patrons that uh, love, love that. And if you do, that's cool. I'll keep doing it. Um, you know, you, you pay for it. So there you go. Um, that's it, man. We another show down, another song off of the wheel. Uh, we are coming close. We still got a few uh, for uh, for Diver Down. So that uh, be looking forward to that. Be looking forward to uh, some awesome Van Halen stuff. We're not. Uh, we're still not done. We're still going strong. So don't give up on us yet. Don't be sad just yet. We've got quite a hill to climb. I want to send a, a big shout out, big thank you to our guest, Ivan Anderson. Uh, Ivan, please let the people know where they can find you. Uh, tell them about your YouTube page. Tell them everything you want to plug. Thank you for being on the show. It was my pleasure. I love being on the show. Being on the show is my favorite thing I've ever done in my life. Um, so where people can find me, uh, I record under the name Cyber Attack. That's like the name of my band. Um, I have a YouTube channel called Cyber Attack. If you just look up Ivan Anderson Cyber Attack, you'll find it. That Van Halen video where I talk about Jump is there. I also release original music as Cyber Attack. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. It's on everywhere. Um, it's all under the name Cyber Attack. Uh, you know, that's it. If you like Van Halen, I think you'll like it. If you like listening to me be a geek with these two geeks, you'll definitely like it. It's, I, I like to think of it as like the music that a geek would make if they were also trying to be sort of like shreddy and hostile. Well, you're speaking to my geek heart on that one. So uh, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Please do yourselves a favor. Check that out, especially that jump video of uh, the analyzation of jump, if you will, uh, quite fun and uh, intriguing stuff. And uh, we appreciate that you made it. Uh, we appreciate you being on the show. Once again, Corey, as always, always a pleasure. Please let the people know where they can find uh, everything that we do and uh, where they can go to find like-minded podcasts that you yes. host. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> taking over. We've actually dubbed it the uh, Corey Morissette Podcast Universe, the CMPU. <laughs> and I only okayed it because it sounds like I stink. The CMPU coming soon to a podcast player near you. Uh, but of course, uh, you can find us at www.podcastwillrock.com. Uh, you can get some merch, uh, catch up on old shows, uh, find our friends like Ivan and, and, and the like. Become a patron even. We're on Patreon. Uh, find a tier that's right for you. And if we don't have one, hell, we'll create one for you. We just love uh, like-minded people coming on. Uh, my One of my favorite things, I don't get to post on it a lot because I've been busy with work, but the Discord server, everyone's on there talking Van Halen, talking great music. It's all great people. I would recommend everybody check that out. And that's available at our lowest tier. You can join the Discord server and join the conversation. Ah, and as always, we're uh, honored to be part of the Deep Dive Podcast Network which includes such great shows as Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, myself, John Mariano, and Scott Haskin, breaking down all things Aerosmith. John and myself also do a show called Backtracks Theme Music, where we're breaking down our favorite songs from our favorite movies. Uh, Scott uh, Haskin also does the uh, Uriah Heep Show, The Magician's Podcast, uh, Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, that's all things Queen, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, 
Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the ultimate Aussie podcast, back from a hiatus. Uh, great to have them back for recording new episodes. Uh, ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast. Check them out all month long for Pride Month. They're doing some fantastic stuff over there. Uh, Clay and Ray at North by South podcast. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What? Talking all things Megadeth. Our good buddy Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project. And with his friend Randy Woods, they do a Queen show called Seaside Pod Review. Quinn at End Volume for All. Savnick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Rumor has it they may be appearing on our show. And vice versa, Mark, if you could find some time in your schedule, maybe we'll go spin the wheel on the Rock Roulette Podcast. I'm looking forward to that. And finally, of course, Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And, of course, I have to mention our good friends, uh, the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. The DLR cast, the Bogus Oda Show, Pod of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, booked on rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Fun stuff. Thank you, Corey. Uh, find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram, uh, where I just talk about nonsense most of the time, mostly of how. Uh, upset i am with the status of my state but i try to get around that and every once in a while i bitch about nerdy things and then every once in a while i talk about the things i'm doing musically like this uh month june 24th uh the welcome to the apocalypse 2023 show uh i joined the stage with uh local veterans voodoo prophet for some uh some guest vocals some some good jams and then uh my band rose of sharon a tribute to kill switch engage takes the stage we share it with vulgar display of nashville a pantera tribute and uh we start the evening with a showcase of local fan favorites like sidewinder cadence blackwood and summon the moon uh it's going to be a good show all going towards the music Music City Hero Coalition. So it's for charity. Uh, it's going to be for a, it's for a great cause. It's going to be a really really fun show. Uh, Voodoo Prophets, uh, a heavy band in Nashville in the last ten years that really made an impact, but uh, not a an, a national impact. And who knows? Maybe that will change with a a little a little help from some friends. Who knows? But if you want to come see me scream my guts out in people's faces uh, on stage, come to the show at the Exit Inn if you are in the Nashville Tennessee area. Exit Inn, June twenty fourth. Come check it out. It's going to be a riot. So on behalf of Ivan Anderson, Corey Morissette, and myself, we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.